Take my advice. You have to be very careful. If you call out to one of the dead, all of them can hear you. Welcome back to Phantom Fridays. This is case number four with Tommy from the Let's Get Freaky podcast. The following is an account of true paranormal events that have occurred to him, and it led to an absolutely incredible conversation. Let's go ahead and slide right into the story. I've had a few experiences to share. I've had quite a few experiences. I never used to think I was someone that had a lot, but it turns out I have. <laughs> did you just not realize it at the time that that's what it was? Um, I think I did. I did realize that it was paranormal. I've always been fascinated with the paranormal, always believed in the paranormal. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought like most people have had some sort of paranormal experience. Never used to think mine were too crazy till I started talking about it. I mean, it's not too crazy, but it's... I guess it is to someone that's not experienced anything. Yeah. I mean, you obviously heard mine and you were the first person in a long time that actually sat and listened to the whole thing. Yeah. I would just throw a little something out every now and again and be like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I've had paranormal experiences, but I never really got the chance to do it in chronological order until I talked to you. And I just feel like more people should be open and honest about it if it's happened to them because it makes you feel validated. Yeah. And so you can start wherever you like it. I'm all ears. I'm definitely curious (laughs) to see what what all you're going to say. But let's go to the first experience of your life. How old are you? So I've always been one of those kids that was scared of the dark, always felt like there was something there. You know, I've always had that weird, I, was, I suppose I was one of those weird kids that, <laughs> you know, I used to wake my mum and dad up during, you as well. <laughs> I used to wake my mum and dad up during the night and I would say that there's something in my room and I'd, get, I'd feel like there was something in the room. Um, we grew up in a, in a haunted house in Essex, which is just near London. Um, we, it was just... Weird vibes in the house all the time. Things went missing. Um, You'd see things in the corner of your eye. And we just grew up with it. And we all felt it. The whole family felt it. And and it wasn't until we left the house that we really started saying, you know, that house was, yeah, that house was weird. Mm-hmm. And we was, there for, we was there for a few years and we had some great times there. Um, but it was haunted. There was a lot of weird stuff that happened. Weird vibes. Um, and one of the, the biggest things that probably happened to me in that house was when I was 10 years old, me and my brother shared a room and we had bunk beds. And as I said, even even when I was 10, and, and I was still scared. I still didn't like sleeping in the room on my own. If I woke up during the night, I'd try and get in with my mum and dad. I know that's sad, a 10-year-old, but mm-hmm. it was it was a scary, scary time. And I woke up one night 
And I remember looking down at my desk in my room and my brother was on the bottom bunk. He was asleep. And there was a man sitting there at the desk. And it wasn't my dad. <laughs> it was, he looked like William Shakespeare. Like he, he had, that's how I describe him. To me as a 10 year old, that's what I saw. It was William, it just looked like that from that era. He had like long brown hair, but he was, he was solid. He was a solid man just sitting there at my desk, sort of looking in my direction, but he, so he wasn't moving. He was like aware of you. I don't, I don't know if he was because he didn't, he didn't move. He was just there and he sort of, he was sort of looking up in my direction, but I don't know. He didn't smile. We didn't blink. He was just there. And I remember, obviously I was terrified, like freaked out massively, called my mum into the room. Uh, she's coming in like, calm down. What's the matter? And I'm, there's a man in the room. There's a man sitting there and she couldn't see him. I could still see him. And this went on for I don't know, five minutes, whatever it was. And I was hysterical. My mum's calming me down. She was going up to the desk and everything and she couldn't, like, no. I didn't. No! Yeah, he didn't move. I can't remember if she went through anything like that. I, I don't know. But she couldn't see him. And she was. She got a bit angry with me because I was one of those kids that used to get up during the night and try and get in her room. She was like, no, you're staying in your room. You're t I just remember, you're 10 years old, you're going to stay in here. And, and I did. <laughs> I stayed in the room. And I just remember going under the covers and just being terrified. I did really scared. I was sweating. And I just remember looking like constantly all through the night and he was still there. The, the man never left. No, stop. He was there. All, I, I probably, yeah, all night he was there. And I would just kept looking and I would go back and I would just remember being so scared and sweating um oh. my brother never woke up which is weird so he never woke up and saw him the way that you describe it it really gives me the chills because i'll tell you one thing coming from someone who also experienced scary shit like that when they were a kid i would keep myself bundled up under the covers even if i was running 200 degrees and sweating yep. out of every crack on my body like my pits were sweating my face was sweating my legs were sweating but you cannot get out from under the covers yeah. because if you do they're gonna get you and that, yeah. that's how i always felt when i was a kid and i also felt sometimes if you opened your eyes you, it was going to be right there. So you have yeah. to stay under the covers with your eyes closed, all yeah. your feet, hands, all appendages tucked in, or it'll fucking grab you. And I'll tell you something. If I were to wake up in the middle of the night and see something like that, they would be singing like, swing low, sweet chair. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I would just be like, oh, fuck yeah. Tell me, please. <laughs> yeah, I for sure. Believe that, and you know, Super your mom probably scary. thought you were making it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've talked to her recently about it, and she feels bad. Like she listens to all the shows that I do, and she hears me talk about this, and she's like, "I feel so bad that you, I, I left you there that night." And I say, "Look, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's it's probably led me to the path that I'm on with the podcast and stuff like that. So, you know." From that moment, I've, I've always known that there's more, but from that moment, like, there was definitely, you know, because that wasn't my, it wasn't a dream. 
it wasn't my imagination because I never saw that man ever again after that night. I never saw him again. Um, but that's the picture of him has stayed with me. Like he's, I can remember what suit he was wearing. It was like a brownie color suit. Um, because me and my brother at the time we had like Fred Flintstone curtains <laughs> and the street light outside would come in so you could see the room like, it wasn't pitch black like we didn't like it to be pitch black you could pretty much see the whole room even though it was night time um, you could see like Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble's face mm-hmm. behind this guy like um, but yeah it, it was terrifying it was a terrifying night and I remember waking up in the morning and obviously looking down and I did somehow get to sleep that night but he wasn't there in the morning and I never saw that man again but he left a big awfully old house it it wasn't no i don't know what was there before so i don't know if it was built on something or i know that there was a there's a graveyard about less than a mile away from the house i don't know if there's something to do with that the people that we bought the house off before the lady that we bought the house off her husband died in the house um so is it something to do he was a doctor but the the guy that i saw was he, he just looked like the only way I can describe is like William Shakespeare. Like he looked like he was from that era. Like um, not not a recent old man. No, no. Almost a decade looking person. Yeah, yeah. He didn't look like he was from our time at all. But with the stuff going missing in the house, I feel like maybe it was just one of those houses like my grandma's house. Yeah. They built that house like brand new there was no reason for there to be stuff in there but yet there was so sometimes i think it's just the house like that's yeah it it's on the energy around the the property or something and then you build the house there and it just happens your brother never experienced anything at all he saw something in that room he didn't see that man he saw because my brother's very different to me. He's a, he's more skeptical, which is fine. I think you should be skeptical, but so he he's had experiences, but he's still like, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure, and he still he doubts it. And I don't, and I think it scares him as well. So I get it, I get it. He doesn't want to think that it's real, but he woke up one night and he he'll tell you this. He saw two red eyes in the room coming towards him, and that that was his his experience in that room. Which was weird. That's equally as scary, though. Yeah, yeah. That's just as yeah, just as bad. I would feel, but yeah, not and not nice. You didn't wake up that time. So no, no. It's no. like it, it gets you when you're totally isolated. Yeah, which makes me think that it was probably a more darker energy that you had going on in there. Yeah, but it was there was a nasty feeling in there sometimes. I remember. Our school was was pretty close to the house, and I remember one day I was homesick, having a sick day at home, and my mum went to me. I'm going to pick up your brother, so you stay you stay in the house, but you can literally see me walk to the school, so don't worry. And I just remember like being at the window, and I could see her walk to the school. I could see her the whole time, so if I really had to get to her, I could. But I just remember being so scared and just didn't want to be there on my own. And it was just a, a horrible feeling at times in that house. We did have some great times in there as well. It wasn't always bad. and But I remember when we left, my dad saying, yeah, I'm glad that we got out. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got out of that house. They, my mum and dad didn't see anything, as far as I know. My mum said she didn't see anything. My dad said he didn't see anything, but they felt it. 
and obviously weird noises you'd hear weird noises like people were walking around when there was no one there um it's stuff like kind that kind of like an oppressive feeling yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was like something bad had happened there that's mm-hmm. all but sometimes you go into a house and you can just feel See? the energy yes yeah. yes completely and sometimes, and I've said this before, I will watch something scary and be home alone and think that it's in my imagination. Like, oh my God, there's a ghost in my house now. But there is an actual difference when, let's say, for example, I'm just coming home from work and have no reason to be scared whatsoever. And then I hear something or see something yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck, that shouldn't have happened. You yeah. know, so people when- should differentiate those two things, but. You can feel the difference between I'm scaring myself because I watched a scary movie and I'm just sitting here eating a bag of Doritos and a fucking ghost just walked through my lips. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) For sure. If you're not thinking about it and something weird happens, which it does, and you're like, well, yeah, I'm not even thinking about it. You know, it's just something weird (laughs) has happened. I remember as well in that house, I was in my mum and dad's bedroom. And they had mirrors in their room. And I just remember one day I was just mucking about and just doing whatever I was doing. I was being silly in their room playing. I can't really remember what I was doing. But uh, a naked lady walked past me. And I just remember, like, she walked past me and when my mum and dad had a, an ensuite and it just walked into the ensuite. And I just thought it was my mum because it was a blonde naked lady and my mum would sometimes walk around naked. And so... <laughs> naked ladies walk past me I've seen her walk past me and I've just gone mum and I've just walked to the bathroom talking whatever I was saying and I walked in the bar and there was no one in there and I was like I just remember being so shocked because I saw I saw I saw a naked lady walk past me you would never forget it no no. (laughs) why would you forget something like that yeah so I I ran downstairs and my mum was there standing there fully clothed <laughs> mum did you just walk past me naked because I was freaking out this was I don't know if this is probably after my other experience but yeah so that that was weird as well and that was actually seeing something solid but did, are you weird about saying like oh it must be demonic because it sounds I mean I don't want to like yeah, no, it could you be. out but it yeah. sounds kind of demonic it could be for sure. Naked ladies, red glowing eyes, yeah, oppressive yeah, yeah. feeling. That's yeah. it sounds like you were living in the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were there any twin girls at the end of your hall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. That's the freakiest thing. Yeah, I, I swear it could be something demonic. I've never actually put it to a demonic, but it could it could be. You're right. It is it does sort of fit those it does. It does sound like that for sure. Uh, the weird thing is, I remember this because, so we left that house when I was 12. We moved to a new house. And as I said, I was always scared of the dark. And to be honest with you now, I still am a little bit scared of the dark. Like if I'm in a hotel on my own, the telly's on. Even now, I still don't like see you. <laughs> I still don't like sleeping in the dark. I know it's, it sounds sad. Because, you know, a lot of people when you talk to them, they're like, oh, no, I've got to, got to be in the dark, got to be in the dark. I'm like, I can't do it because I've just I've seen too many things that, you know, could be there and I just can't do it. So the first night we moved into our new house, I remember me and my brother, we then got our own bedrooms. So I had my own room for the first time. And I remember the first night in that house, and this, this is weird because 
I remember laying in bed in the dark, so looking around my new bedroom. So bearing in mind I'm 12, I'm in a new room, so that should be weird in itself. And I remember feeling safe and being like, this is all right, this is all right, I'm, I'm not scared. And, and that, that's weird. That's weird that on the first night of being in a new house, having that feeling. You felt peaceful, finally. Yeah, yeah. Like you could really rest in there. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Which, again, I feel like the the torment of living there and never really feeling true peace at night, even though it wasn't... A, a specific thing that kept happening every single night, but the fact that you weren't truly resting until you moved out of the house, it kind of sounds like a tormenting kind of spirit constantly hovering around somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Things did happen in that other house. (laughs) Eventually. you brought them over there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I don't think, I mean, there was a lot of little things that happened in that house but it wasn't ever like the other house there wasn't ever that bad vibe you know we did see things i mean i saw a shadow figure in that house um this is when i was i was 21 so this is going on me and my brother went back sharing a room we we had the the upstairs converted and me and my brother went up we sort of had our own little flat upstairs basically and i woke up one night when i was 21 and there was a man standing over my bed. Now, I just thought it was my brother because it freaked me out. Like, I woke up and he was there. So I tried to punch. (laughs) I thought it it was my brother. So I tried to punch him, and I just remember sort of going through him and and making this weird noise, obviously, because my brother, who was on the other side of the room, woke up, turned his side light on, and was like, bro, what's the matter? What's going on? And I was like, I thought you were standing over me. Like, I tried to. Oh my God. That was my first shadow figure experience. (laughs) And that was in the house that you moved into? Yeah. And I remember at the time when that happened, I didn't know about shadow figures. I'd never heard anyone talk about shadow figures. Obviously, you can listen to podcasts now, and a lot of people experience that. I would say nine out of 10 people I've spoken to have seen a shadow figure. But I didn't know what it was. I just thought I'd woke up. I put it down to being uh, stressed at university. I was at uni at the time. And I just thought, you know, I'd probably drunk too much the night before. That's just what I put it down to. And and I didn't think, obviously, it was a very scary thing to experience, waking up and seeing a figure of a man standing over me. But there was someone there. And, you know, it's horrible. When you wake up and there's someone there, even if it's someone you know, uh, sometimes the kids will be at the door and that's freaky, you know, if you wake up to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was very scary, that moment. But I have to ask you just out of curiosity, and I know we've talked about this before and I'm sure I know your answer, but you never did Ouija boards, you never summoned anything, you never, ooh, let me try some black magic and none of nah. those activities. No, nah, the only thing I did was watch paranormal shows like most haunted have you heard of most haunted oh that, yeah that was like the first sort of well it was strange but true when i was really young that was quite a cool show as well that was scary but i never know i never played with ouija balls it's, the thing is i do a paranormal podcast now but i am i am scared of it I, I never used to even like talking about it because i used to feel like if you talk about it 
that's inviting it as well. And I think it does. I think it does invite it. But um, yeah, so I never dabbled with Ouija balls. I've never done a Ouija board. Um, so no, there's no reason why. I've been very interested in it. I've always watched programs about it and been interested in it, but never, no, I've never dabbled in any dark Never arts. sacrificed a cat, drew a pinch of your not head. Yet. Not yet. No. Never say never. Never say never. But no. not yet. <laughs> I grew yeah. up watching all those shows. And we even did a, an episode together on Ghost Adventures because I always yeah. grew up watching that. Yeah. And I uh, listened to your podcast, obviously, but I listened to another podcast called The Confessionals. Yeah. And a lot of people that go on The Confessionals say, when I listen to your podcast, all this crazy stuff starts happening to me. <laughs> yeah. and it's it's funny, but it's really not funny because you wonder if talking about it openly brings it about or kind of stirs up the energy. Yeah. And I only say that to say today is the first day that my husband went back on the night shift. And oh, so no. I'm by myself right oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm by you got the dog there. I saw the dog. The dog's there, right? I have three dogs. They are my alarm system. But yeah. I told him because he said, I have to go back on the night shift for a while. And I said, I get like no fucking sleep when you're on the night shift because I'm by myself at night. And I feel like something's going to get me in the shower or something's going to get me in the bedroom because I'm by myself. And for podcasting, it's cool because I have the house to myself. I can podcast all I want, do a ton of interviews, whatever. But as soon as it's bedtime and I'm in that motherfucker alone, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the dark <laughs> and I'm listening to all the creaks and cracks. And I've already experienced paranormal activity before, so I'm already yeah. on offensive like this is gonna happen to me so but at the same time I do also believe that you can kind of do a spiritual protection around yourself and yeah. that's something that I learned over time is to kind of put yourself in a little bubble of light essentially and I don't do you ever do anything like that oh I've 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 talked to a lot of people that have, um, I don't know how you'd say it, if they've sort of, not blessed me, but put, um, I don't even know how to explain it. They've sort of, not prayed for me, but sort of, uh, well, people have prayed for me and stuff, but, mm -hmm. you know, protection is important. Kind of a blessing. Kind of protective yeah. blessing. Because a lot of people say to me, like, are you not scared? Because I'm talking about paranormal stuff every day people say you're not scared that you're going to invite stuff in which i think you can do but i don't i feel i don't know what it is and i might be wrong and i'm touch wood not yet but i don't feel like anything can get me in that way i hope not I'm, i've said it now i'm gonna be <laughs> possessed but gonna i don't possessed. yeah i don't i don't feel like i mean i don't I can't say never say never, but I don't feel like anything. I feel like I'm protected, if that makes sense. I do too. And I think it's also a state of mind because yep. if you are opening your mind up and you're talking about that stuff and you don't feel protected, I feel like that's when you invite stuff in. Yes. When you're talking about it, but you have this confidence, 
as in I know I'm protected. God's got my back. That's I, it. You know, I'm in a spiritual bubble of protection. That's when you feel confident to speak about stuff like this. Has your family experienced anything like your ki- do you have kids? Yeah, yeah, I got three kids. Your kids, yeah. your wife. Yeah, I think we're all quite open to it. My, my wife has seen things. Um, my kids are very much like how I was as, as a kid. They wake up during the night all the time, scared, uh, feel like there's something in their room. In the house I'm in now, I have seen things. I have experienced things in this house. I don't get a bad vibe from it. I feel it's not a bad. If there is anything here, it's not bad. That's how I feel. Um, in their bedroom, in the kids, so the girls share a room. We've got two girls and a son. Um, the the girls share a room, and they both say, and they're only young as well, but they both say they get a bad vibe from their room, and they wake up and they're scared. Now I sort of listen to that now because of what I've experienced. So a lot of the time they end up in our room. And it's you know it's <laughs> most nights to be honest. But um, my wife also says in their bedroom she gets a weird feeling when she stayed in there, and and I stayed in there one night so I went in there one night and I said guys I'm going to sleep on the floor you haven't got to worry just chill and I'll and I'll plan to lay there for a bit when they go to sleep I'll go back into my room but I was laying there on the floor all the lights are off and I was looking down the, the hallway and I was thinking about you know is there anything here and stuff I was thinking that but I just remember all of a sudden like a face formed in the dark I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this. Um, a face formed in the dark. And I'm like, am I am I putting this there in my mind? Am I actually seeing this? And then it it was like it was like a shadow figure, but just a face, but I could see like the indents of eyes and a nose and a mouth. And it was like a skull sort of thing. But oh, I could really weird. Ah. Really weird. And it started sort of floating towards their room where I'm laying on the floor looking out to the hallway and it's coming towards me. The weird thing is, I wasn't super scared. That's weird. I found that weird. But this is coming towards me and all it just sort of faded. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> that was crazy. It was another kind of shadow type. Yeah. Yeah. Face. Yeah. It was that sort of... And it just sort of formed, but I'm, I'm laying there and I was thinking about, is this, is there anything here? You know, I was sort of, I was in the, in a paranormal mind, if you like, but that did happen. That formed in front of me and very strange. But when I started the podcast in this house, so we've been in this house now for two years. I started the podcast about six months into being here and I did start getting paranormal experiences when I started the podcast and I was like am I invite I am inviting it obviously but when I woke up and saw the shadow figure in my room when I was 21 I've had that same experience twice in this house where I've woke up and there's a shape of someone standing over my bed (laughs) you literally could have brought it from the first house to the second house to your married house and it's just yeah. like been the same fucking being this whole time, yeah. which it could also not be, but the same thing where it's standing over your bed at two different locations to you. Yeah. That's significant. 
the weird thing is in this house though it's not I don't know if it's because I'm talking about this stuff and I'm getting more used to it don't think you can ever get used to seeing stuff really but the fear is not the same as it was when I was a kid and when I was 21 when I first woke up and saw a shadow like that was proper fear like this time when it's happened in this house it is fear I am still really shocked and like whoa like there's someone there but it's not like terrified sort of fear it's like it is scary obviously waking up and seeing someone there is scary but it's not like terrified sort of fear so I don't know if there's a difference. And your parents, you would not consider to be um, like sensitive to picking up on that kind of stuff. I know you are. <laughs> That's what people tell me. <laughs> your yeah. parents or grandparents? Anybody in the my, my My dad has seen a ghost, a full-bodied apparition, um, and had a few weird experiences when he was a kid as well. My mum has had weird experiences where she's woke up and felt herself floating and had experiences like that. Um, I don't think she's not seen an apparition. I don't I'm going to take but... that as a yes and a yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I found out because from doing the podcast, like, we never really talked. We do talk about paranormal stuff, but a lot of my mum's side especially have got a lot of paranormal stories that I didn't know about until I started doing the show and they're like, well, this happened to your aunt and this happened to you. And, I'm like, wow, there's loads of things that I didn't know in my family that they've experienced that I didn't know about. And they've only just started telling me. And where do you get the red hair from? Oh, so that is from my granddad on, on my mum's side? side. But I think my dad's nan was ginger as well. So you so, got double dose? Yeah, so I had no chance. Because <laughs> they say it skips a generation, but... But you know what else they say about gingers is that they have a supernatural capability. Actually, gingers. Really? Yes, yes. They they say that gingers carry also a mutant gene. And yeah. that so you do know about that part. But yeah, yeah, they're always considered to be more supernatural and it actually goes back to the red-haired giants and the Nephilim blood. Wow. I didn't obviously I knew the Nephilim connection and the, the, uh, the red was it the, giants. The, the giant of Kandahar. Mm -hmm. he, he was redhead. Yeah, I didn't you know, know that. The, uh, cool. the elongated skulls that they find in Peru and all these places, they always have red hair. Really? Yes. That's interesting. And then they can't really pinpoint what the mutant DNA is that redheads have. And the fair complexion and all those things that, you know, they burn in the sun and yeah. blah, 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 the freckles. And so they're obviously saying that, yes, we we will admit that they have a mutant gene that causes this. And that's why if you put a whole bunch of gingers together, they look like they could be fucking family because they all have... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I have the same 100%. thing. You know, I have red hair. I have the whole... So I always find it curious that they go all the way back in time to the first redheads, which were these giant beings and the beings with the elongated skulls. And uh, a lot of the royal family also really covets the red hair. And yeah. look at uh, Harry has the red hair and so I do think it could be tied more to the supernatural. So we, 
was it just one or all three of your children have red hair? Two have red hair. Amy's strawberry <laughs> blonde, but two have like proper red hair like me. The, um, the girls? So my, my eldest is blonde, but mm-hmm. so, she was sort of gingery when she first came out. <laughs> but Fred, Fred and, and Ruby, they are full on Ginger. gingers like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be the ones that come into the room the most and are like, Dad, I'm fucking seeing yeah. it. <laughs> well, we, we stayed at, uh, we stayed at um, it was like a cabin in the woods in, in the UK. It was in Norfolk. And we woke, uh, Ruby woke us up one morning, which is my middle child. And she was pointing to the corner of the room. And there was no one in the room apart from us. She was pointing to the corner of the room and she was going, H. H and that H is my brother. He's no. yeah, he's got brown hair and quite tanned as well, which is weird. He's either the milkman's or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> so she was going H, and I was like, I was quite worried because I was thinking she can see my brother. Obviously, he's not there. So I rung him up. I was like, Are "You all right?" Because Ruby can see you in her room. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But she definitely saw something that morning. Mm. My eldest daughter as well. This was weird. So um, my wife was driving somewhere with her one day and they was at traffic lights. And and I think she was about four or three when this happened. And she pointed out the window at this building, or this brick wall. And she went, mummy, why are those people got white sheets over their faces? And my wife's looking and she's like, there's no one there, it's just a brick wall. So she's like, no, I can see people with white sheets over their faces. Anyway, she drove home. She's a bit freaked out because she said this, but she's asked her mum and said, can we Google what this place was, wherever it was? And they Googled it, found out it was a morgue. Oh, yeah. We're just getting to the good part. Head on over to the Cosmic Peach Patreon and make your reservation to room 237 to enjoy the rest of this episode. Not sure how to get there? Simply scroll down to the description of this episode and click the link. Or go to patreon.com slash cosmicpeachpodcast. There is also a Patreon app if you're interested. What's in room 237? Well, thanks for asking, Danny. But a great caretaker never reveals their secrets. See for yourself and uncover bonus content, extended versions of episodes, Patreon-exclusive 10% off code for all merch, early access to every single episode, sneak peeks or behind-the-scenes content, and whatever else I'm in the mood for. There are plenty of amenities to enjoy while you are checked in to room 237. Take a trip up the Sidewinder and stay a while. You can check out anytime you'd like, but you can never leave. (laughs) Just kidding. Thank you in advance for supporting the show, and I can't wait to see you over there.